Tell me who had believed, had believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. In a certain area in England, Smith Wigglesworth was dealing on the lines of faith and what would take place if we believed God. Many things happened, but when he left the area, it appeared one man who worked in the coal mine had hurt him. He was in trouble with a stiff knee. It was the first time he had ever heard that kind of a message that Smith Wigglesworth ministered. He said to his wife, I cannot help but think every day that the message of Wigglesworth was to stir us up to do something. I cannot get away from it. All the men in the pit know how I walk with a stiff knee, and you know how you have to wrap it with yards of flannel. Well, I'm going to act, and you are going to have to be the congregation. So he put his wife in front of him. He said, I'm going to act and do just like Wigglesworth did. He got hold of his leg unmercifully, saying, Come out, you devils. Come out. In the name of Jesus, come out. Now, Jesus, help me. Come out, you devils. Come out. Then he said, Wife, they're gone. They're all gone. This is too good. I'm going to act now. So he went to his place of worship, and all the coal mining buddies of his were there. It was a prayer meeting. As he told them this story, these men got excited. They said, Jack, come over here and help me. And Jack went. As soon as he was through in one home, he was invited to another, loosening those people from pains that they had gotten in the coal mine. Luke eight twenty one, Jesus answered and said unto them, my mother and my brethren are those that hear the word of God and do it. Amen. You don't have to be a Smith Wigglesworth to do it. I have a great song here. We are more than conquerors done here by the My Girls. Go do that word.
pray. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Grant this people repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I was watching a newscast last night, and I heard a man talking about Jesus. And he said that he wanted to be like Jesus, non-confrontational and passive. And I sat there for a moment and I thought, what Jesus is he talking about? I want to show you the Jesus that God showed me back when he was revealing to me the gospel. And when I do this, the first thing I'm going to ask you is like I've asked before, I want you to put away every movie that you have seen. I want you to put away every book that you have read, even recently. I want you to put away every art depiction you've seen, every act of a play that you've watched. I want you to put this all away, and we are only going to look at the Word of God. Only. Every other book is man's opinion. There's only one book you can get your salvation out of, and that is the Bible, the Word of God. And I'm going to start in John 2. We're going to take a look at the Jesus that God introduced me to back years ago. John chapter 2. So this is early on in Jesus' journey. He said, verse 12, After this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. Now, this is in the beginning of his ministry. He said, and when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence and make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Does that sound like an unconfrontational Jesus? You know, I had a friend that I know describe the scourge and said he made he made the scourge, and that got my attention. Jesus had to think why he was doing this. The scourge just wasn't lying on a table. He made it, and I love the way he went through it, tying the knots and making it. Oh, Jesus, yeah, this was, this was, this was just weak little Jesus. No, this wasn't. This is our Messiah. Now let's take another look. Let's go to Luke 11. And while we're going there, when God was ministering this about Jesus, I saw, reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I saw that every time Jesus turned around, every Sabbath day, he was doing something to upset them. It was like he only did his big miracles on the Sabbath days. They were mad at him because they said you can't work on the Sabbath days, and healing was working. So you know what Jesus did? The weak little passive Jesus? 
Every Sabbath day, he'd heal somebody. Every Sabbath day. I remember reading this Sabbath day, the next Sabbath day, the third Sabbath day. Every Sabbath day, he'd heal somebody. Why? Because he was non-confrontational and passive. Now, let's go to Luke eleven thirty-eight. I'm going to begin in 37. And as he spoke, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him. And he went in and sat down to meet. Now, you will notice as you read here, Jesus and the Pharisee, there was a whole group of people here. There were several, at least several Pharisees and several Sadducees and several lawyers. So you have the religious leaders of the area and you have the political leaders of the area. And they're all coming down to eat together and they invite Jesus. Now look what happens to the person that they invite. He said he spoke a certain Pharisee beside him to dine with him, and he went in and sat down to meet. This is Jesus. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that Jesus had not first washed his hands before dinner. I know a grandmother that absolutely upset. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled he had not washed before dinner. And the Lord said unto him, Now do you Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. This is your dinner guest. You fools. Jesus is invited to the dinner with all these people, and he turns around and he calls them fools. You fools. Did not he that make that which without make that which is within also? And then he goes on, but rather give alms of such things as you have, and behold, all things are clean unto you. And notice the next statement he says at the dinner table. Folks, don't try this at home. Not unless the Spirit of God's in you. But woe unto you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass over judgment and the love of God. These ought you have done and not leave the other undone. Woe unto you Pharisees. This is a dinner guest. For you love the uppermost seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace. Woe unto you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are as graves which appear not, and men that walk over them are not aware of them. Then answered one of the lawyers and said unto him, Master, thus saying reproaches us also. And what did Jesus say to him? Turns him about in the table. Woe unto you also lawyers. For you laid men with burdens grievous to be born, and you yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe unto you. For you build the sepulchers of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. Truly you bear that which you allow the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and you build their sepulchers. And he goes on and on. Woe unto you. Somebody invited him to dinner, and this is how Jesus speaks at the table. Is this the passive and non-confrontational Jesus? Let's go to another one. Let's go to Luke 19. I'm going to start in verse 10 because I want you to see this verse before we go into it. For the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. Don't forget that. Don't forget why we look at this Jesus, this strong Jesus, this man that's not afraid to, to stand in your face, 
this Lord of hosts, as we call him. This is the Jesus we need to know. And I want you to see, before I go into this next part, why he came. He said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. This is the kind of guy you want to have come save you, isn't it? You don't want a weak little guy. You don't want a frail man. You want a strong man. You want a warrior coming to save you. Well, guess what? That's what you got. That's what you got. So let's go on. Verse 11. And as they heard these things, Jesus added and spoke a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem, because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He's getting ready to go to Jerusalem to go to the cross. And so what does he tell him? He said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Who is Jesus talking about in this parable? He's talking about himself. Jesus right here is describing himself. We would do well to take heed of how Jesus describes himself. Not some other opinion from another man in another book or another movie. We are going to look at what Jesus said about himself. He said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. And he called his ten servants and delivered unto them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him. This is talking about Jesus. Jesus is describing himself. And he said his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded his servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound has gained 10 pounds. And he said unto him, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little, thou hast authority over 10 cities. And the second came saying, Lord, thy pound has gained five pounds. And he said unto him, he said unto him, um, Likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And another came saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have laid up in a napkin. Now notice what this servant says. Notice what he says. He said, for I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. What is an austere man? That's a man that's strict, and that's a man that's firm. He said, I'm... He said, I feared thee because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down and reapest that did not sow. And notice what the man, and Jesus is describing himself, said. And he said unto him, out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man. Thou knewest. I was an austere man. This is Jesus describing himself. What did Jesus call himself? Austere, firm, and strict. No games. And he said, thou knewest that I was an austere man. 
taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest thou the money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required my own with usury? And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it unto him that has ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he has ten pounds. For I say unto you, that unto every one which has with hath shall be given. And from him that has not, even that he hath shall be taken away from him. And notice this, this next line. This is Jesus describing himself. But those mine enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. This is Jesus. This is that weak, frail man, as you call him. Bring my enemies and slay them at my feet, those that would not let me reign over them. I've got one more. Let's go to John 19, and I'm going to go to John 19, 28. This is Jesus on the cross. This is our Messiah. This is our Savior. This is the one that is in us. This is the one that is in us. 28, after this, Jesus, knowing all things were now accomplished, knowing all things were now accomplished, he was on the cross. You know what amazes me about Jesus? I've heard over and over again about people that were in extreme pain would pass out, would pass out because of the pain. This man never passed out. Every bone out of joint, every bone out of joint, marred more than any man, whipped, beaten. He never passed out, never passed out. Is this the weak, frail Jesus you know? Go on. Now, there, um, after this, Jesus, knowing all things are now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. He had enough wherewithal to know he had to do this and get it done. He said, I thirst. Now, there was a, set, a vessel full of vinegar. They filled a sponge with vinegar, put it upon hyssop, put it to his mouth. And when Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. Right here, he knew everything he had to do on that cross was done. He said, it is finished. And then what was the next thing he did? He bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. He gave up the ghost. They couldn't kill him. He gave up the ghost. This is the strength of the man that we receive when we are born again. This is the strength of the man that is in you when you walk in this gospel. This is the man that is in you when you are up against those things, those troubles in your life. This is the man that's in you. I have a perfect song for this. Water of Life Boys singing, I am. Consider the man that's in you why this plays.
business. I had a customer for a while that would constantly put pressure on me and insist that I do work for him right away, that I'd have to drop everything else. He would call up and say, I need this tomorrow. You need to do it for me. And he would push and push and push. And you know, for a while, I let it go. I let him do what he wanted to do. But there came a day when he called me up and he was being forceful again. And the Spirit of God rose up in me. And on the phone, I said, you know what? I said, you get down here and you are going to look at this project and you're going to okay it right now or you're not going to have it on time. I said, I need you here now. You know, in 10 minutes, this big, hard, he was an auctioneer. This big, hard auctioneer came through the door and he goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, I didn't know you had that in you. Well, you know what? I have Jesus in me. You want to know him? Call on the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe that he is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be born again. And the Jesus who is Lord of hosts, Lord of the warfare, will come into you and that spirit will will be in you. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.